0: Today, on the Bill Kelly Show, on 900 CHML. This uh, past weekend, uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger cut the ribbon on the first pot shop in the city, and we'll be doing the same for the uh, second one, which is going to open up in Dundas. Uh, there's some feedback coming up, and maybe even a little pushback on this, too, so we wanted to bring the Mayor on to a talk about uh, exactly why he did it, and uh, if he's hearing anything about that. So we're pleased to welcome Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger to the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good, thanks, Bill. Good. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, and there's Andrew Dreschel's piece in the Spectator today, uh, questioning whether or not that was wise for you to do this. Uh, this is a new business, and I understand. I'll give you an opportunity in a second here to talk about your your rationale yeah. for doing this. But are, are you getting any pushback on this?
1: No, I haven't heard from anyone uh, on this at all, actually. And uh, I've I've uh, actually been encouraged by many in the community that uh, that uh, we want to promote legal. Uh, You know, legal consumption and legal purchasing of of, uh, cannabis. And uh, we want to uh, get rid of the uh, illegal shops that are out there. And, you know, as you know, we had some 80 of them at uh, one point in time. We're down to about 10 or so. And, uh, you know, I'm encouraging people to get to the legal locations that uh, are now popping up. So one now in the East End. Uh, that is, uh, you know, what legalization is all about, to, uh, to have a regulated product uh, that people know is, uh, is produced and a uh, safe and uh, non-pesticide or, I think, uh, pesticide-free kind of environment and uh, that they can, uh, they can buy it legally through those locations as opposed to in the black market. So I want to I help eliminate the black market in, the, in this product and uh, encourage people to, to uh, consume it legally. Now, having said that, I mean, I, I went because it is small business in our community. It's a legal, legitimate uh, business. Uh, the, the federal government has legalized the product, and the product's now being sold through the auspices of uh, legalization through the province of Ontario. I expect that uh, when the supply of cannabis, the legal supply of cannabis increases, there'll be more stores available throughout the community. And, uh, you know, it's now an employment opportunity. So, you know, it, it employs about 18 people in this location, uh, you know, much better than living wage jobs in fact, uh, and uh, you know the whole industry is exploding, and I think we should be part of that
0: let's, uh, let's talk about I've seen some of the comments on social media. I wanted you address those if you too if you too miss uh, sure. mayor uh and, and it's one of the i think one of the most misused phrases when it comes to to public officials uh conflict of interest uh you do yeah. have shares in in this industry, not in that store, but in this industry, and some people are saying, well, that should rule you out of doing that sort of thing what What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I don't think so. So I, I checked with the integrity commissioner and, uh, you know, previously when it was a private company, I, I declared a conflict in all issues relative to cannabis. <clears throat> and uh, then uh, this company became a public company, so publicly traded. Anyone can purchase it on the the, the stock exchange. And uh, by virtue of that, the integrity commissioner says and has ruled that uh, that, that I no longer have a conflict for, for the industry at large. With this particular company, I clearly do, and whatever they uh, their their issue comes to the table here at City Council, I declare a conflict of interest, and in as I should. Now, having said that, I mean we can extrapolate, you know, beyond this. I mean, I I'm I'm a property owner. I'm a real estate uh, property owner. I have a home in the, in the city of Hamilton. Just last Thursday, I opened up a real estate office in uh, in Flamborough, great uh, great company. I'll give them a little plug: uh, the woolcott uh, Remax location on uh, on Highway Five beautifully restored building, uh, the former Pearson uh, dairy that was there. And uh, they've, they've uh, you know, employ some 30-odd people, and I was there to help them open up that location. I also own property in the city of Hamilton. And so does that make me, does that conflict me in terms of being able to go there and say, please, folks, uh, support this industry and, you know, be part of, um, you know, the growth development and the, the job opportunities that come out of that? So we can, we can take that to a whole bunch of different areas. And, uh, you know, I could be conflicted in everything I do.
0: Well, and therein lies the problem, and, and because we've heard this from not just yourself, but other public officials as well. And, and uh, I don't have the, the, the protocol in front of me here, but, I mean, my understanding of, of conflict of interest is if uh, any individual, any elected uh, official uh, is to gain financially uh, because of something like this, uh, this is not your store. This is a legal enterprise, and I really don't see that, that people are getting all in a lather about this.
1: Right and and that's 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 really the issue. I mean if I have a direct pecuniary interest in that store, of course I have a conflict and I I would be the first person to declare that and uh, you know stay away from making any decisions on that. That that would be absolutely clear. I'm I'm invested in the industry at large. I'm not I'm not involved. I actually got involved in the medical marijuana side and I think you know ironically now that uh, it's been legalized. I've got all kinds of people coming to me that uh, talk to me about self-medicating for pain and for sleep and for a whole variety of issues uh, on, the, on the kind of the medical side, not necessarily on the on the intoxicating side. And I also, at the same time, I want to promote you know safe consumption of this product. Uh, you know, this is now out there. Um, you know, as, as Andrew Dreschel pointed out in his article, uh, you know, it's a bit of a hypocritical that we we know that alcohol is the biggest problem we have in terms of addiction. Uh, the domestic issues, uh, people intoxicated, driving, you know, the whole range. I mean, it's it's off the scale. It, it would be like out of 100, it would be 75. And cannabis kind of triggers at about 0.03% in terms of problems out in the broader community. And that, that might increase as a result of legalization to some degree. But, I mean, the product's been out there as long as I've been alive. It's been on the black market. Uh, you and I have been aware of this. Uh, you know, anyone that's grown up in Hamilton or anywhere in, uh, in, in Canada or North America, that product has been in the black market for decades. Uh, it is now, uh, you know, out in the open, and I think that's a good thing. And I think, you know, getting people out of the illegal uh, practice, uh, getting them into legitimate legalized uh, consumption and and uh, purchase from, uh, you know, reputable uh, suppliers that, uh, that we can now also tax, and, uh, and generate revenue from, I think, is the right thing to do at this point.
0: Well, and we've talked with some of the people that, that are involved in this industry, and it is an industry, and uh, mm-hmm. and and these are legitimate people. I mean, you know, I, like I say we've talked about myths and I think misconceptions about exactly who users are and who the people are that are supplying mm-hmm. this. And uh, there were some nefarious characters, as you say, in the, in the illegal trade, and they're probably still there, in fact. But the fact right. is, is this is this is a multi-billion-dollar industry on an international basis, and it's growing. I, I think the city would be foolish to turn their back on it and say, "Well, we don't want any part of that."
1: Yeah, and I think that's been the issue around the, the grow operations as well. There's a, a number of them now in the city of Hamilton that uh, are looking to expand their operations to be able to be part of the industry. And largely, it's greenhouses, so it's an agricultural type of crop. It confuses people a little bit that uh, you know some of it's grown totally indoors, but I think most of it now is going to be in greenhouses. Uh, probably no different than you know the the, the lettuce crop that uh, that was produced in Linden, where you know a company just purchased the entire operation and is turning it into a cannabis uh, cannabis uh, uh, growing uh, operation. And you know, and I know that there are folks in the community that are that are you know against this, and uh, you know I, I respect that. I'm not I'm not here to promote the industry. I'm just here saying that it's been now legalized and legitimized, and uh, you know it's going to happen. Uh, you know, should we not be a participant in that, if that's the case, or should we let it go somewhere else? Uh, it, it, it will go somewhere else if we, uh, you know, close the door to, uh, to, you know, any opportunities in terms of the, the grow operations or the retail operations. Fortunately, council as a whole decided that uh, we were going to opt in. That we wanted to be part of this uh, this overall industry, that we wanted to participate in some of the tax revenue that's going to be uh, part of the benefit, not only on the property tax side, but also on the retail sales excise tax side. So there's uh, there's uh, dollars to be made, and there's also uh, you know a, a leg- a legitimization that I think is is a benefit to get it out of the black market, get out get out out of the illegal trade. Get the crime issues out of the out of this process and make it uh, much more out in the open, much more transparent, much more legitimate.
0: I, I think part of the problem too is when somebody sees a, a public official, yourself or a city councillor, whomever it might be, an MP, it could be anybody uh, in elected office, uh, cutting yep. a ribbon at something like this. That it's it's an endorsement to a certain extent, but it's not saying to everybody, "Hey, go there and and, and buy this stuff." I mean, if you and the, the I think the message here is. If you want to partake, if you are a user, for instance, for medical reasons or for recreational reasons, then, you know, congratulations, here's a place to go. If you don't use it, have a good life. Who cares?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to promote alcohol. In fact, I'm, I'm quite against it. People are using these uh, inappropriately, and you know, again, alcohol is is one of our biggest problems in terms of consumption and addiction. Uh, there are addiction issues with uh, with uh, marijuana, no, no question about that. Not to the degree that we see in other uh, other drugs or other uh, other substances like alcohol, but but it still exists, and there can be problems. And people need to be aware of that. And I think uh, you know, not having children under the age of twenty one consume uh, this product is. Uh, I think something we need to continue to talk about, uh, our public health is going to be very active in terms of, uh, you know, what, what the right way to consume this product is and what the wrong way is, and uh, we need to do all of that, that work. But, you know, it, it, it was legalized by the federal government. We are now de- dealing with the outcomes of that. Uh, what's the best course of action, given the, given the legalization that we're currently facing? And in my view, it's make it as open and as transparent as possible. And that way, we can quickly, hopefully, more quickly, uh, delegitimize the black market and legitimize the the legal market that uh, is now starting to crop up in in the city of Hamilton. So, if people are interested in purchasing this product, they don't have to stand on a street corner with a, you know a five and dime uh, nickel dealer. Uh, they can go to this legitimate location and uh, and not have to worry about whether they're doing something illicit or not. And they also they will also know that this product is produced in a very controlled uh, environment uh, and they know what's in it. Uh, you know on the street you have no idea. You don't know where it came from or uh, you know how it, how it got here and and and, and who's doing the trade. Uh, in in the legal locations we know exactly who's the who the operator is. Uh, they're a licensed operation. Uh they're a taxpayer in the city of Hamilton and they're also an employer. And they've been uh, licensed by the province of Ontario. So through all of that Let's, let's promote the legalized approach and let's legitimize the black market.
0: And, and I, I know our listeners know this, but just to reiterate, I mean, I'm not shilling for any, any industry here either. I, I've never used the stuff, uh, don't plan to, uh, but I understand that there is a market for this. And with that in mind, where do you see this industry in, in Hamilton's economic future? Can it, can it be a major player?
1: Yeah, well, I think in, in some respects it's already starting to be. I mean, we have no, no less than five or six major, you know, grow operations happening. And, you know, agriculture is still a very significant part of our economic development drive. And, you know, we, we don't want it want it all to be, you know, cannabis, of course. I mean, we want traditional agriculture to continue. We want the wheat crops and the corn crops and the, uh, the dairy farms and all of that to uh, continue. And I think we can be able to run by this. So we have to be careful that we don't, you know, sell off everything to cannabis uh but is is it an element of uh, our you know economic development growth potential absolutely it is it's a it's, it's a legal business and as we as we work through the applications that come in for you know expansions and growth uh we need to set some limits but at the same time be open to uh you know their participation in this worldwide market of uh, of cannabis and you know and and let's not assume that it's all all to to get uh, to get high uh, you know the i'm i'm particularly keen on the medical marijuana side and, and now legitimately companies can go and research the various elements of uh, marijuana, the CBd product which is non intoxicating uh, that can help with uh, sleep and the whole range of uh, of diseases from parkinson's to uh, to muscular dystrophy i mean there's a whole lot of diseases that are getting benefit today and have been for many decades through uh, medically uh, approved uh, and uh, and prescribed um, medical marijuana products, and so let's let's uh, let's let's grow that uh, in terms of what the benefits of this great medical marijuana opportunity might be.
0: This, this is a, an industry that's really in its infancy here in Canada, though, isn't it? I mean, there, are, uh, from what I'm told, and again, I don't profess to be an expert in this, there are a, a wide array of products that are available here. You don't need to smoke this this product necessarily. I you know, that's the, the image I'm sure that most people conjure up when we have this discussion. Yeah, yeah. But there are other ways to ingest it and to get it into your body. And, and, and as we've talked about in this program, uh, given the, the, the opioid crisis, which of course is, is rampant here in the city right now, it's something that we're trying to deal with, uh, this mm-hmm. is a alternative for pain control that might not. You know, obviously, uh, there's always going to be concerns about addiction, no matter what you're taking. But I mean, it's it's a much more viable opportunity or, or or alternative, really, than some of the stuff that people are getting hooked on.
1: Well, you know, and some of the uh, some of the inferences I hear from our from from our medical you know practitioners is if we if we could get <coughs> excuse me some of our, our alcohol addicted and and you know other serious drug addicted folks onto uh, onto cannabis. Uh, as a, as a as an alternative, uh, we would be, be so much better off uh, because the uh, the addictive uh, qualities aren't the same, and uh, certainly the uh, the the effect on the on the individual is quite different. It uh, it doesn't bring out hostility in people. It, uh, it tends to make them mellow and uh, and friendly. And uh, and you know, the worst that can happen is they they get an unusual uh, you know craving for for potato chips, and uh, you know, might raid the local variety store. I mean, the reality is, if if we could convert all the alcoholics out there into cannabis users uh, i think we would we would just overall be so much better off Hamilton. Do i want addiction at all absolutely not i don't want anybody to be addicted to any any kind of a product and but we know that from cigarettes to to alcohol and everything in between that there is a certain portion of the population that is prone to to be addicted to something and, and ironically you know over christmas i might have told you this i i bumped into some folks in the hospital that were getting some addiction treatment then The individual that I bumped into was addicted to windshield washer fluid. I'm not kidding. And when I heard it, I thought, you're joking. And he said, no, I'm not joking. I'm addicted to windshield washer fluid. And he's after the alcohol that's in it, the very little amount Mm -hmm. of alcohol that's in it. As part of his addiction issues, so people can be addicted to all kinds of things, and that's a problem. And we want to, we want to, you know, stem that tide and, and, and help those people get through their addiction issues. But that doesn't mean we eliminate windshield washer fluid in the community. It doesn't mean we get rid of alcohol because it's uh, obviously well, well, well entrenched in terms of our society. And, and today we're now dealing with, uh, you know, an additional product that uh, that has many medical benefits as well as uh, social benefits for many people that want to consume it that way.
0: Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for this today. Great, Bill. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.